My name is Kenny Dial and I want to welcome you to the scuba diving channel. This channel is for anybody that is aquatically inclined or just aquatically curious. We're here in beautiful Venice Beach, which is the shark tooth capital of the world. This is the shark tooth man. Giant megalodon teeth, black gold he calls it. They find fossils and he even talks about dire wolves. He talks about how to find them, where to find them, the excitement this stuff draws up you wouldn't believe. This is the guy that is into it. I hope you enjoy it. Captain Michael, thanks yep. for coming on the show. Yep, thanks for having me. And we're right here at the inlet at the South Jetty of Venice. The biggest question I get is why are there so many shark's teeth here, especially around the Venice area? So I know that uh, Northern Florida was like a breeding ground for the Megs. On their way to breeding, whales were in this area, have a snack on the way. And this was all underwater? All underwater at that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there something you see out there that you see people doing all the time or guides doing that you just passionately disagree with? So like when they use a light, if you're looking in the beam of the light, you're skipping everything around it because you're focused on that beam and the light. And most of the time our visibility is good enough that you don't need that light. You really almost don't need a light if you're diving in daytime. Right. I tell people, forget about your compass, forget about where you're at, just hunt, you know? What is the hunt? We're talking what you say, black gold, which is megalodon teeth, shark's teeth, fossils. You yeah. mentioned dire wolf. Those are real. Yeah. Okay, I thought that was strictly uh, north of the wall Game of Thrones. Right, yeah, yeah. I um, think a lot of people think that, but unaware that it was a predator back in the day. We had giant beavers, giant armadillos, giant sloths. Giant beavers? Yeah. <laughs> we had pilot whales, sperm whales. You find their teeth, their bones. Is there something else that people come here for? So Colombian mammoth, you find their teeth, their bones, their tusk. Mastodon, which is before the Colombian mammoth. Venice is really known for quality on the megs, not quantity or size. Awesome colors at times. That's what we all hope for. They're actually called uh, Golden Beach. I've got examples. Let's take a look. You want to take a yeah, look? Yeah, man. So some of the other teeth that we find here besides the megs, you got the giant mako, you've got the actual great white, and then that hemi priestess or snaggletooth. You've got the sand tiger. Cool. Those are cool looking teeth. Cool awesome. colors on that one too. We've got alligator teeth. Whoa. Yeah. This is actually an alligator scoot. That's like their body armor on their back. Oh. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. This is actually a sperm whale tooth. And this is only the third one that I found in 10 years. Whale vertebrae. And then elephants. We had the Colombian mammoth. So that's the actual biting surface there. Even more uncommon than the mammoth is gonna be the mastodon. And unfortunately, this one is missing two humps right here, but it's the most complete one that I've found in Venice. And then one thing not fossil related, we get a lot of these. That's actually a 50 cal projectile. Whoa. And then the, uh, the megalodon teeth. These are there the special are. colors. Also mm. brought, the, brought the big boy. There it is. So that's, that's the one that's uh, the biggest complete tooth that I've found today. I love them. How far out do they kind of stop? The further you go, the more isolated the finds are. So most of the stuff seems to be in that 15 to, to 30 range. That range is cool. a pretty safe bet that you're gonna find something within that. How did you get started? I used to live up in Tampa and I used to go down to St. Pete every weekend to fish off the Skyway Pier. And somebody there asked me, do you ever go down to Venice and look for shark teeth? 
And I was like, what? You can find shark teeth like on the beach? They said, yeah. So it progressed from the beach looking for teeth. I got certified to dive. I got my own boat. I wanted to hunt where everybody else wasn't. It started out as a hobby and progressed to something that I wanted to be able to do full time. So that's why I decided to share my super secret spots with everybody. Do you feel like once you share the spot, it gets toothed out? General rule of thumb. I mean, everybody here in the fossil world, we pray for storms, whether it be a cold front, tropical depression or a hurricane. When that happens, it actually turns up the bottom. So it's, it's basically regenerating everything, ripping new stuff out of the, out of the actual formation and turning everything over. After every storm, you can basically go to any one of your spots and it'd be freshened up. Cool. Tell me about that first time when you found a big mac tooth. I was diving with a friend from a fossil club that I had joined when I first started doing it. I climbed up on the boat and I got on channel 16, which was a no-no. And I called my friend Mike from Aquanuts. He yelled at me for being on channel 16, had me switch up to a different channel, but uh, that was the first big tooth that I found and I'll never forget it. And it was five? Five and five eighths. Every tooth that I have in my collection I could tell you where I found it and how it was laying. So what's the trick, man? How do you find so many? How do you find these big ones? Yeah. Tell us how it's done. What I do is I stay within arm's length of the bottom. So a lot of people, when the visibility is good, you know, they want to come way up and look, you know, a, a broader area. But a lot of the teeth that we find in this area are covered in silt. You're looking more for a shape. And if it's silt against silt and you all, all you have is that little outline or little detail, I feel like if you're swimming too high up and that tooth is not fully exposed, you may miss it. I keep my hands underneath me so that way when I'm swimming, I'm feeling down in the clay and the sand, you know? And so it's, it's really about feel. At that point, I mean, when, you're, when you got your hands in there, yes. I've noticed in some of your videos, you've had some with gloves. Can you still find them like that? Yeah, but the only time I ever wear gloves is gonna be for warmth because I hate wearing them because I want to feel feel. But the tooth hunting in the wintertime is way better. Now you obviously take people out on the boat. Uh -huh. That gets them out a little further and you can get right to your good spots. What advice would you give to people that are going in on the beach? They do get a lot more traffic, you know, because it's accessible to everybody. But don't let that deter you from getting out there and searching. There's cool. nothing wrong with beach diving. It's just a lot more work because you're carrying your stuff yeah. and you're walking in and out on the sand. So if you go out on the boat, you don't have to do any of that. You can pinpoint it, right? get it kind of out of the fray a little bit. Yep. When you take people out, what ends up catching a lot of people off guard? I try to let people know that if they're trying to stay together and looking at each other, they're taking away a lot of time of looking at the bottom. What are some extra layers of safety that someone could still take while they're out there to make sure nothing goes sideways on them. Not to swim in one direction the whole dive. Cause if they swim south for an hour, hour and a half, you can get pretty far away from the boat. I mean, navigation is important. So you'd recommend definitely a uh, compass being part oh, of the Oh, absolutely. Equipment. Definitely part of the tooth hunt, yes. Okay. So we use a, uh, it's almost like a painted mesh bag with Velcro on top. They can get those at the uh, Venice Dive Center. They sell them online too. But I do provide them on the boat if people don't have them. Okay. That way they have a place to put their goodies. First timers, what would you love to tell them that you well, feel like you just never are able to until it's too late? Not blowing with scooters. Some people misuse them. Not saying that everybody does. It kind of ruins it for everybody. So we wait for mother nature to do that. It's illegal. There's a, a there, it is illegal. It is illegal. Okay. Not only is it illegal, it's just a douchebag move. It, it yeah, it like. definitely is. Yeah. Yep. 
what skill level do people need to be? Is this something an open water diver can just jump right in as long as they're comfortable? Or do you have a recommendation? Honestly, I feel like the people with the open water, they're more open to just, you know, going with the flow. This guy just got certified just to come do the fossil dive. And uh, his first dive outside of getting certified was with me. And he got his first meg that day on the first dive. This is a great like first time outside of the class dive. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the easiest dives you're gonna do. It's a treasure hunt every time. Because there's something out there you haven't quite done yet. I mean, six inch tooth is hands down probably every meg hunter's goal. Even if you've got one, you want another. <laughs> On top of that, for that six inch meg to be a golden beach meg, which was those colors I showed you earlier. Right. You get that color with that size, that's insane. What was the scariest thing you encountered out there? I did have a giant loggerhead turtle, kind of a resident at one of the areas I like to go to frequently. And I saw him and I got the GoPro out like, oh, I'm gonna film him. And he just started right at me. They're such big animals. It wasn't that I was really scared of a turtle, but just the way he was. And I was on the bottom. So I just flipped back like this and was swimming as fast as I could on my back. I'm probably that high off the bottom. And he is right on top of me. And I couldn't get away from them. It was, I didn't expect it was that. odd. I just never, I've, I've seen them often, but I've not had one like actually pursue me instead of me trying to pursue them. Is there anything else you'd love to tell somebody out there that hasn't done this before? This is one of those very few things that you can pay money for to do that you could actually make money. If you're unattached to them, you can totally pay for your day, you know, with what you find. If you find a, a Meg tooth, you could really oh, frame yeah. that thing cool. I've got a major display at the house. There's something about just walking in the room and I may not be doing anything that evening or just go stand there in front of the case and just look at them. Get them out and feel them, touch them. I and, love them. And you still do that with your own displays? I do. <laughs> Okay. So does everybody else out there. <laughs> well, that's the guy I want taking me out to find this and stuff. And see, I always find one. At least one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? I don't know. Just anybody that wants to wants to get out there and, and experience it for themselves. There's five local charters here in Venice that are going to take care of you and put you on them teeth. Right on, so, man. Yeah. Well, Captain Michael, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, appreciate man. it. All right. I hope you loved our conversation with Michael Nastasio, captain of Black Gold Charters. To hear the full-length, uncensored interview, visit sweetwaterscuba.com. One of the biggest ways you can support this show is to leave a rating in Apple Podcasts. Not a review, because let's be honest, it takes too long to think of something to type. But just go to the show in Apple Podcasts and tap the number of stars you think the show deserves. It'll take you less than seven seconds, and I promise it helps us a ton. To watch these conversations on video, head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Scuba Diving channel. And finally, make sure to follow our companion series, down to 60, where we share action-packed, really fun one-minute videos that break down dive sites and dive skills. Just search down to 60 on YouTube, Instagram, or wherever the heck you're hanging out on the internet. <laughs>